0: All things New Orleans Saints. This is Houdat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into another all-season edition here at the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata, and we have a very fun episode in store for you guys as we're doing another mock draft. I'm hoping to do one more before the draft. We're gonna get this out Monday, so maybe we're gonna do one like Wednesday right before the draft, and that one should be really fun. But this was a very interesting one. um I think this was a very good draft for the Saints, as you guys will see. They'll be able to get some. Hopefully, if, if the Saints did this on draft day, that'd be good. But here's the thing: I do think the Saints are gonna move up, but I'm not gonna predict a move up. I'm not gonna predict a trade because I don't know what that trade's gonna be, and that would be to me too speculative. So I'm just going to do the picks and what they have scheduled for now. If a trade happens before the draft, I'd definitely hop on and do a mock draft. But right now, if the Saints ended up with this draft, I'd be very, very happy. And again, the, I, th- I think that's the thing that all Saints fans have to look at. If you c- they can fill some holes and help for the future, that's a perfect draft. And I do think that that's really big. Also, I hope everyone is staying okay. Everyone's staying Um, entertained and all that stuff everyone's saying healthy save all of that stuff hope everyone enjoyed the the jordan documentary if you guys are into basketball that was a really fun documentary that i do think that if you're a basketball fan or even a sports fan right now you should probably check out because that was a uh, a definitely a, a just insight into like how the sports and how GM and all that stuff works and it's just really really interesting kind of just the way it happened for the Bulls it's it was kind of sad I guess for their team as they were breaking up a dynasty but to me that's just really interesting because I bet that these things also pertain to the to any sport Um, just like and mand- handling guys and contract and obviously you have the player side of it too which is really interesting I just thought that was a good start to the documentary switching back into some football news, just some quick news at the NFL draft, they had like their own mock draft today, where they would use just test all their systems, and they had a little issues, especially with the conference calls, and that stuff, between all the teams, muting certain people, everyone's got to get used to that, but I think after that, it went along um, smoothly, and it seems like everything will be okay for the draft, I think will happen, and all that fun stuff, and again, the Saints, I mean, they did meet with running back J.K. Dobbins since the last time I've been on the podcast, so, again, that, I mean, it's interesting to see what the Saints are going to do there. And uh, what they're going to do, will they draft someone like that? Will they Will they just kind of hold off and just be like, let's just play conservative. Or are they going to go all out? Maybe, I mean, draft Kamara's replacement. Even if they don't trade him this year, maybe they're just going to groom him. I don't know. We'll see what happens. And then there were the whole Leonard Fournette rumors. Now, I don't think he's going to come to New Orleans, but there was like one site kind of out of the blue. And they said, oh, the Saints are looking into a trade. That would be... If you're the Saints, to me, you can't give up your first-round pick, and you can't give up, to me, even your third-round pick. I mean, maybe we go into the 2021 draft, but again, I just it would just be, to me, very, very wishy-washy when the Saints have other issues besides running back. Right now, I think the Saints just have to stick with their running backs. Don't draft a running back. Don't get one in trade. Don't go in free agency. You have your three here, and just keep it here. So I think that's what the Saints should do. And again, with 24, I don't expect them to go running back. I expect them to go linebacker, or if there's an amazing player there, then they're going to pick that amazing player. But if he's not there, I would assume that they go linebacker. So I think without further ado, we just get right into this draft, starting off with first pick, uh, first round, 24th pick, excuse me, there. And here are the three options to we'll do the exact same thing as we did before. We're going to do basically first round. I'm going to give you three options, and then I'm going to tell you the one I picked and why and then basically we're gonna do that for the third round and then so on so it should be a really uh, fun fun time and I hope you guys enjoy it so starting off first option linebacker Kenneth Murray Oklahoma you guys all know about him 6'2 241 so a little bigger but he's got playmaking speed the explosiveness is something I really really like about him and I'd be very happy if he came to New Orleans with that he fires through the, the uh gaps excuse me there for tackle for losses He has great range-to-range speed as well, so he can go north and south. He can go east and west. That's a huge, huge attribute for a linebacker, and I do think that the Saints should should um, should definitely look into that. He's got great versed, great versatility. I mean, he can do the run defending, he can do the passing, could blitz, and he could do the QB slide. That's huge. And again, the big problem about him is the recognition. Misdirections hurt him. He's just not the best at recognizing some plays. Again, now that's a big issue. We saw that with Stefan Anthony. Now, I do think... Now, Stefan Anthony came onto the Saints, and I, and I think this is a horrible comparison. I'm going to tell you why right now. Is that Stephon Anthony came into this offense and hoping and he was going to be the, the main linebacker of this team. Not Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray is going to be playing off Demario Davis. He's going to be able to learn off Demario Davis. If Demario Davis can do all the recognition and just tell Patrick Queen, then we're seeing a lot of great stuff. And then, you know, they could play off each other really well. I, I think they could work... To me, like... You put him, I mean, this is an extremely fast, quick, just aggressive linebacker of Murray, Anzalone, and Davis. That is insane. And if the Saints could put that together, it's something to look at for sure. Now, recognition, yeah, it could be an issue. It could be. And it could hurt his development. And again, and that causes judgment to be slow. That causes, I mean, just like his movement hurt in the misdirection, as I said. But overall, you put him in just, I mean, he, he can be... A, like one of the best linebackers in this league in the future, if he's playing in this great group, and then at a time, I think he can rise up to be that number one linebacker. But for now, he can learn as a number two, number three, and come up. and I do think he's gonna be, I, I do think he um projects as a really good um three year starter. I mean, coming in um after his third year to be a starter, maybe in a pro bowler, he's got all the tools. Let's just put him together with the recognition. The recognition is kind of like the glue to put everything together, so if he could just put that glue down. There is no, I mean, there's no stopping him in my opinion. He could be a really big piece to the Saints. Next guy here, second linebacker that I'm definitely choosing in my top three for this 24th pick with the guys available, and that's Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen. I mean, look, you're looking at his prospect grade. It says he's a day one starter in the NFL, and I 100% agree with that. I mean, six foot two, twenty nine, so a little, a little um shorter and a little less stocky than Murray. But he's a little faster, and then also he's amazing in the recognition. He's it's kind of like the a little of the opposite of what Murray's good at. He's great in the recognition. He's really really good at sh- like basically figuring out what that offense is doing and then making a play really fast. And that's really big. He's got great lateral quickness. I mean, he's really good at shedding blocks. He's really good at beating blockers to a spot. So let's say um let's say something in space and he's i mean to try to get to that second level he's really good at maneuvering around them so that's really big he's good in coverage he could defend running backs he could defend the tight ends that's really really big i mean when you're looking at him he's a guy that the only issue is that he's a one year starter and he was helped by a really good defensive line so like i mean look it's going to open up holes for him he's going to make more plays like that but again he was really really good late in the season got better and better as the competition got better too and he's really good at diagnosis, really good at recognition, good at beating blockers to the spot, good at maneuvering just around the field, good lateral quickness. I don't really see a problem wrong with him. Now, he's not the superstar that like an Isaiah Simmons is, but he can come here, be a starter from day one and get better and better and may project to be a star to, to be a star later in his career, maybe year three or year four. And I do think that throughout a progression, he can follow that, you know, one year, two year, three year progression and then be a pro bowler in that way, I do think he has all the tools, and he's building it, and he's a day one starter, and him, with DeMario Davis, you know, it, it's like if you put Queen, I think he's just like a step above Nigel Bradham. I do, and I do think he could come in here, do a really good job, and really elevate the Saints defense with DeMario, with Anzalone, he kind of brings a different, kind of different thing than those two guys bring, um, I mean, really, Davis can do anything, but Davis is like your alva dog leader, then Anzalone is your really, really fast guy, and then you have, uh, queen who's a really good uh, recognizing player really good at moving around you know maneuvering around the field that will help as well really really it w- I think it would really help and fits perfectly right into this Saints system third here now this is not going to be a linebacker it's going to flip it over to the offense but it's not going to be a wide receiver it's going to be an offensive tackle Josh Jones out of Houston now year one he would just be depth I mean we know how much Armstead gets hurt we know that that could be an issue down the line and Again, I, I, I do think that when looking at it, you would like to have a really a, a player that's ready for the to just step in and start, and that would be great, especially at the tackle position. So he would be able to give you that. He's got a long frame. He's kind of a developmental project. That's the only thing. But if he can get into that, just like I mean, really his potential, he's going to be a Pro Bowl uh, left tackle, which is really what you want. I mean, he's a really good athlete, and he could defend the pe- the bend from a pass rusher. That's really good. His hand placement has improved, but it could improve even more. He has a lot of coachable th- issues, like angles, footwork, hand placements, that could be that could be uh, changed, and he could definitely be better. I mean, he's good in space. He's good when he gets to that second level, good in screens. The Saints would love to see that. So, again, if he drops, it's definitely something to look at. But you want the player that's going to come up in here... And give you a day one impact. And that's what these linebackers are going to do. So what I'm going to pick is Patrick Queen. LSU. 24th pick for the Saints. And why am I picking Queen over Murray? And it's just because I think Queen is just a little better of a fit. Again... I don't think those things need that really fast player. That you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you'll take it because he's going to be probably a starter, and he's definitely. I mean, now we're just talking about types of inside linebackers. You're like, and it's not that Queen isn't fast, and it's not that Queen isn't explosive because he can do all of that stuff. I don't think to as good as ability as I mean that elite ability that Murray can, but he's definitely very, very, very solid. He just does a lot of things very solid, and he's an elite. Recognize uh, recognizer as a rookie. So I do think that's really, really good. And I do think that fits better, that all-around type player fits better what the Saints are looking for right now as a day one starter. And I do think it will take him less time to grow into that, I mean, either pro bowler or above average starter or whatever. But I do think he's a day one starter, day one impact player for the Saints. And I do think the Saints will use him day one. I think the Saints need to have him day one and needed to have him impact day one. And I do think that there's a better chance that Queen is ready to impact day one Than Murray is, but that's just my opinion there. Now I could see the Saints pick Murray over Queen, just because I mean he's a little bigger. The Saints like the like more um more bigger linebackers. They like um ones that are a little taller, a little I mean a little thicker. That's just what the Saints like. But I'd go Murray, and that's uh, I'd go Queen. Excuse me. So that's just my opinion there. Now let's fast forward to the third round here, as the Saints have the eighty-eighth pick. Now this is where I think the Saints would move up if they had the shot i think they would either move up in in the third round or move up into the second round and why do i think they're going to do that is because i do think they want a receiver here i think they want a linebacker in the day one first round and then they want a receiver day two now here's the thing first round Moving up to get a linebacker is really not a possibility unless Isaiah Simmons falls. Now, if Isaiah Simmons falls to 10, i trade everything to get him. Because he's going to be a a once-in-a-generational talent, in my opinion, especially at that linebacker position. And I think he would really, really... I mean, it would make the Saints... I think it would make their defense... It would just level them up. To an above-average defense, to a really good defense. That's just my opinion there. So I would trade what you needed to get to get into... If he falls enough. But after that... The next linebackers are Murray and Queen, and that's and they're going to go right when the Saints are going to go. So I do think the Saints are in a fine range, and I do think that right now, this is a good spot for the Saints at, in the first round. Now that third round, you want, you want the receiver. I think by 88, a lot of the receivers will be gone. One receiver that I don't think will be gone is Van Jefferson. Now, he's he was gone in this mock draft, unfortunately. So again, that's uh, sometimes you don't get those players, and that's why maybe you, you can't get a receiver at 88, and you have to trade up. Now if the Saints were gonna trade up into the second round, then you're looking at guys like Brandon Ayuk. You're all I mean if you're gonna trade up into like only the 70s, then you're gonna look at guys like Van Jefferson. I mean, if they trade up far enough, maybe Laviska Le- going falls. I really like LaVisca Chenault, so maybe he's a player the Saints come up and get. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints moved into the 40s and 50s, and maybe the 60s or 70s even to just get the receiver that they want and make sure they get him. And it is something that I do think the Saints would want, but if the Saints stay at 88, they have a lot of options that are probably just it just to me receiver may not be what they need here so here are my three guys that were on the board and to me the best players available here number one is defensive end bradley and from utah now he he's a really he's a player that once he fell to 88 i was like hmm definitely gonna look at him he's got an amazing motor he went off in the senior ball i remember watching i was like damn this guy's good he's just really really good motor and his pass moves are good and they're and they're solid for a rookie it's something that some rookies that don't have those pass moves he does I mean he has good hand technique now again he's kind of he, he, and he's also good with just to me the edge the extension around the edge is really good so he can really bend out the edge that that that's really really good again he had a bad combine so that's not the best and then really what the things he could work on is those bull rushes and then the rush and then his running defense isn't that good but now the seems may not need a guy like that because he would only be like a situational player. And if he was coming in here just situational downs to help uh, Marcus Davenport, he could be a player that I really, really want on the Saints. And again, it could be just a really interesting, it could be a good blend. I think the Saints have. I mean, he's a guy that, I mean, he's good on the first point of attack. Now, the negatives are he's not going to drop back in coverage and he's not that good of a run defender. But if you bring him in on third downs really when the Saints need him, again, he could be a good player and the Saints could really find a solid player in him. I mean, Again, his moves are pretty good for a rookie. His technique's pretty good for a rookie. I mean, he, he was a definitely, I mean, he was a captain at Utah. And now some people think he may be better in a 3-4 system. That's yet to be seen. But again, he could be a player that I think for the Saints on third downs, he could really help them a lot. So I definitely think that's something they should look at. Second guy here is a receiver. That's Brian Edwards. To me, probably the best receiver le- left on the board here versatile uh versatile as he can run different routes on all different depths so he can run the deep route run the medium route run the short route so that's really good his slant route is really good they rave about that he's got good acceleration especially right after that first step he's got that good first step now that's really really big now we did miss the combine to a broken foot so that's an issue but again for the season it probably is not that big of an issue he's good in those crowded spaces so that's good but again, people think he could improve his route running, shave it here and there, and really hone in his craft, it seems like he's just not good at anything, but he's got good size, he's got good strength, I mean, he's not great at anything, but good at a lot of things, that's what it just seems to me, now, drops could also be a problem, that's an issue, again, it's just, to me, when looking at him, it's interesting, it's, I mean, he's definitely an interesting prospect, we'll see what he, what he really turns into, a lot of people think that he can be, he can run the short routes and the deep routes, that's really good, I mean, people said he needs fine studing, he needs to be less of a long strider, especially in those short routes, and then he has really good size, but those 50-50 throws, he hasn't been able to win as much, probably, and then people think his his run blocking isn't that good either. It's just an interesting player, and I think Jefferson's much better, I think those guys above him are much better, but an 88 is not a bad pick. Third guy, and this is a guy I really like, is Harrison Bryant, tight end, at a Florida Atlantic He's a good pass pass rusher with good a uh, pass catcher. Excuse me, he's a tight end, good pass catcher with good toughness to block. That's really big to me. He could run all three all three depths when looking at routes, and he's pretty instinctive in space. He was a former basketball player. We know how good those players are. We have Jimmy Graham and, and guys like that. NFL.com comps him to uh, George Kittle, so that's definitely a really that's a really de- definitely generous um, comparison that the Saints would definitely look at he can he can run all different rounds now he also could fill out a little more which is nice I mean he's I mean because he played basketball he kind of knows kind of has those instincts which really help him on the field but then again in the red zone those like certain techniques that he could be really better at at adjusting to the ball could be better and he's gonna have to grow that and and to me that that's the biggest issue with him adjusting to the ball yeah he's good in space yeah, he, he, he's got a big frame, and he's going to be good over the middle of the field, which is something kind of the Saints would need, and it's it's a very, very nice thing to have. He can win in that range that the Saints need to win him in, in that 20-yard range, but again, in the red zone where I think he would be most important, this is something that I would like to see him high point the ball and win in the red zone a little more. Now, this is kind of a more of a future pick, as he would definitely be your replacement to Jared Cook down the line, because Jared Cook... If you have to pay him again next year, maybe you won't, maybe you will. Or do you even want a 34-year-old tight end, 35-year-old tight end? That, that's yet to be seen. We'll see what he does this year. But this just gives you that kind of depth there. And then also, Taysom Hill's probably not gonna be able to play tight end anymore. So you're gonna have to go with Hill, uh, Josh Hill. And then if you, and right now, Cook, if you add Brian to the mix, it just has a nice three tight end set. And like, Hill could be more of your be more of your blocker. And then Cook and Brian could be more of your receiving tight ends. And I, and I do think that, Instead of a wide receiver, he's he could do a lot of different things. He's also a good blocker too. If he can develop into a starting tight end down the line, you don't have to pay Jared Cook. That's something that the Saints, to me, especially when you're paying a lot of other guys, it's something that the Saints should look at. And that's why I think the Saints should pick him. So I mean, with these three guys available, I mean, yeah, you would have loved to see Van Jefferson there. I would have picked Van Jefferson over him. You would like to see some other guys there, but he's the player that is kind of left. And at this point, he's the best player on this board and I do think he's a player that can come up here and the Saints can get you are looking at that George Kittle comp and even if he come anything close to George Kittle you'll take and he had amazing stats at Florida Atlantic now it is a small school but he did show out there he can definitely do a lot of different things very versatile it's something that the Saints would like to me is a really good fit for the Saints so before we finish out our mock draft here with our fourth fifth and sixth rounds we are going to take a quick break you are listening to the who Dat discussion podcast Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. Now we are going to get into the Saints' fourth round pick here. As again, some interesting options. We have three guys here that I, I that I do think, when you're looking at this, you know, 130th pick, I think the Saints get really good value here. As here are the three players that I, I think the Saints could pick most here. So first is quarterback Jake Fromm. I mean, coming from Georgia, now in the fourth round, this would be great value in my opinion. Because you're not risking so much, like, that that you are with these other quarterbacks. You're not risking so much, like, into a first round or even a second round pick. You're only risking a fourth round pick. And he's a player that, to me, yes, he has a pretty low ceiling, but he's got a pretty high floor. And he's probably not going to bust completely. And I do think that he does share share some abilities that Drew Brees has. Number one, he's a great leader. He can probably step in after Drew Brees and fill that spot. And that's very tough to do, or at least try to. At least, you know, he won't succumb to that pressure. You know, he's he's played in the big games at Georgia. He's played, in, and he's done pretty well in them, especially. I mean, just this year, he had a really bad year. So he's going to need coaching to flip that switch on again. So we'll see what happens. I mean, he reads the field great. I mean, he has the confidence to throw every throw. He's got good footwork. He's really accurate, which is good. And he was really accurate before. But then last year, it started to go away, which is something to look at. He's got good back shoulder placement, which is really good. I mean, look, he just doesn't have great premium physical skills. Again, he's not going to be a running quarterback. He's not going to throw the ball 100 yards down the field. He's not going to be able to, I mean, run on the run and throw it and just like do all those showboaty things. But he could be either a game manager or maybe a step above a game manager that could really just he's not going to lose you games and he's going to win you some games in times. Now, to me, he's going to need coachings to get his mechanics back, right? Because if his mechanics are there, because last year the mechanics weren't there. He was, I mean, rushing balls and they were floating in the air. It was just, it was a mess for him. But if he can get that coaching to just turn those mechanics back on, which the Saints to me definitely can, you may have an NFL starter on your hands, which in the fourth round is something you want to see. If he falls, you definitely want to see him. He's a West Coast-style offense, pro-style, really good in those short, those, um... Those short slant routes with Michael Thomas, that, that that's kind of a player you want. Now, may, maybe I would have picked Jordan Love, but he was off the board. Jalen Hurts was off the board. I mean, just like when, when the Saints were picking, all these guys were gone. So, to me, when you're looking, he fell. I mean, from fellow to that fourth round. You definitely got to look into him. And it's definitely something the Saints should look at. Second guy, because the Saints didn't get a wide receiver in the third round, well, they get a wide receiver in the fourth round. So, here's the, the wide receiver. I have them to pick. it. Antonio Gandy-Golden. Gandy That's definitely a little of a tongue twister from Liberty. He's 6'4", 223. His NFL comp was Dante Parker, so he's going to be, like, good in those slant routes, good in the middle of the field, good route runner. He is a good route runner. He's got a huge catch radius, which is great for the red zone. He could climb the ladder, which is really good on, like, fades and stuff like that. He's good against press coverage. He does drop the ball a lot, which is an issue, and he and he doesn't create a lot of vertical push, and he doesn't have any experience in the slot. So doesn't have much experience in the slot, so he's definitely, he's got the size, he's got the physical traits, but he has to m- kind of mold into something, because right now, I think he's really only a red zone threat, I don't, I don't think you're going to put him on the outside, and expect him to win a lot, he's gonna, I mean, to me, if he played in the slot a lot, you could definitely see him, like, as, like, a big slot receiver, but, like, in that type of player that can get optioned out, and then, like, you know, you could throw him the red zone ball as well, and you could, you could win in the middle of the field, and, like, that stuff, but again, because he only could really play the outside, and he doesn't get good vertical push, The routes are definitely limited. But again, he has to grow. This is a fourth round pick. But again, would you rather get Hammer, your quarterback of the future? That's just kind of what you're looking at here. Third guy is a guy who played in the XFL. He played for the St. Louis Battlehawks, but also because he wasn't old enough to now get signed, now he has to go into the NFL draft. He used to be on West Virginia, and that's going to be safety Kenny Robinson. Now he's a center fielder. Really good ball skills. Reminds me a lot of Marcus Williams. Now, the differences between him him and Marcus Williams is that Williams is obviously just a much better at that point. But, again, he could definitely back up Marcus Williams, plays a similar a similar style, and like he could fit right into what the Saints are trying to do. Now, he needs to be a better, better tackler, but guess who also needs to be a better tackler? Marcus Williams. So, again, maybe he grows into something. Maybe he doesn't. That's going to be interesting to look at. Now, I do think he could also play special teams. Now, fourth round may be a little early for looking at a guy that is going to play spe- special teams from day one, which is probably what he's going to do. But it's definitely something to look at in the fourth round because, I mean, if he could play special teams at least year one and then kind of grow and grow and eventually, I mean, help Marcus uh, Marcus Williams at that place or whatever it is, it's definitely something to look at. And he's a, he's a player, he's a guy on the Saints that, I mean, like, that, like he, he could fill a role for them down the road. Again, are you going to go off roles or best available player? It's just an interesting little point. The player who I'm going to pick is Jake Fromm. And Jake from I, I was pretty high on Jake Fromm before the combine. He didn't have a really that good of a combine. I just don't think, like, I was like, he could show a lot at the combine. He can prove all the haters wrong, or he can just keep the questions. And he kept the questions. And that's probably why he's available in the fourth round here. But I like the leadership. I like the stuff that he's done on the field. He had a great college career. He had a bad year last year. Yeah, and that's really bad. But we have the coaching. He doesn't have to start year one. He, we have the coaching to really kind of hone those skills in. And then by year three, year two or year three, he can maybe make that jump and you're only giving up a fourth-round pick for him. You're only kind of converting that for a fourth-round pick. So let's say you just, like, we, we struck out on this. It didn't work out. You can go in one or two years and then draft a quarterback in the first round, and you didn't really lose that much from your Drake Fromm investment. He's a player that, to me, in the fourth round is a just a, like a, a no-lose situation, kind of, because you could get your quarterback of the future. You could get, to me, I mean, he to me, he's got the ability to be around that 10th-best QB in the league, 12th to 10th-best QB in the league, I mean, to me, it'd be above average. I mean, to me, kind of reminds me a lot of Alex Smith. He's got all the measurables. I mean, he can make a lot of the throws, but he, you know, and look, that helped for the Chiefs. He made all the, way to the divisional rounds sometimes, and sometimes those those um, game managers win the Super Bowl. Happens. So again, he's a player that the Saints, if they can get him in that fourth round, you gotta go get him. And I do think he could be a really good pick for them. And, I, and 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 I do think that's, I mean, if they come in and get him, that's really really big. And that's a big, that's a. Really good three picks. If you can get your linebacker of the future, your tight end of the future, and your quarterback of the future within three of the first four rounds, it's something to look at because I because I do think Patrick Queen's going to hit. I don't know if Brian's going to hit, but I but I, I I think he has the ability to hit. I think he has all the tools to hit. Same with Fromm. Again, those twos are kind of question marks. But if you can get two out of those three to hit, you have a really good draft already. It doesn't even matter what you do, you know, in the rest of the rounds. So to me. I, I do think Queens a, is an easy hit, and the other two guys, hopefully you get one out of the two hit, hopefully it's the QB, and then, you know, you could be really golden. Fifth round is gonna be, we, we picked him in the last fifth round, he was available against so why went and got him, it's Kyle Murphy from Rhode Island. Now, Murphy, he's a very versatile player, played tackle in college, but he can play in the, in the pros, he's gonna probably be a guard, and to me, that, I mean, that, that's definitely something for him, it's definitely not a bad thing for him. I mean, when, when you're looking at him, he's like that small prospect player that I mean, he's got the good, same athle- Saints love these guys, good athleticism, good core strength, and he could play both positions. He could give them depth at the guard position, the center position. It kind of reminds me of Cameron Tom. I mean, he could play a lot of, I mean, he's got a lot of flexibility for the interior. That's really good. He's got the agility, especially as a guard. That's very good. He's light on his feet, has the athleticism. And again, he can, he's good in zone blocks, good at that type of stuff. That's really, really good. Now his weaknesses is he, I mean, look, he's has to get better at a lot of those technique things. I mean, sometimes he lunges. I mean, he hasn't really faced the best competition. I mean, sometimes his recognition isn't really good on like double teams and that stuff. I mean, his hand movements aren't the best. He's only an average um, driving blockers upfield. Again, it's it's something that he's gonna have to. I mean, he's a player that would just kind of as a guard. You, you kind of just looking at him like, yeah, he's going to back him up, and we'll see if he can make some big strides throughout these two years, maybe he could be a low-cost a low replacement to one of your guards right now, maybe a Walford maybe a, a Pete down the line, probably not Pete, but probably a Walford at this point, if he can two and three years get to that point, maybe you re-sign Walford for like a two-year $20 million deal, and then after those two years, then you play Murphy, but I do think he's kind of a, a project that in the fifth round, I mean, He's going to be an interior player, hoping that he can give you... I mean, if one of these guys got hurt, hopefully he can give you a good depth player here. And that's really kind of what you want there. And I do think that he could be a player that comes up and does a very, very good job. And he's just kind of that kind of alignment, interior lineman, just project. And the Saints have took on a lot of these. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they do that again here with Murphy. And then finally, sixth round, final pick of the draft. Saints are going to get a cornerback. And that's going to be Stanford Samuels out of Florida State. Now, here's the thing uh, with Samuels. Looking at him, I mean, look, he's a tall, slender, man-to-man cover corner. So he's going to be, he's a physical player, plays the press really, really well. He made a good improvement between 2018-2019. That's really good. Probably wouldn't have been a draft pick if he was 2018-2019. Just did a very, very good job. His footwork was much better in 2019. He's got more fluid, more efficient. That's really good. I mean, he's very, very good in that man, physical coverage, what the Saints, to me, kind of need. I mean, he's a good good guy tracking the deep ball. I mean, he's good at um, kind of adjusting to those crossing routes and stuff like that. Again, he's the type of player that could, could definitely... I mean, he could definitely translate maybe into a starter down the line. You're looking at some of his weaknesses. Now, again... He's not that good of a run defender, which is a problem. But I feel like, as time, I mean, look, he's a cornerback. So as time goes on, you're hoping that he gets that. He's also, could be a locker room problem. People say he's bad body language when teams make a mistake or he, a bad play happens. Could be an issue there. Um, When when he he's a player that just, to me, is just a little raw. He has to get better at a lot of things. Now, I mean, his tackling style isn't the best, which is an issue. Tackling could be an issue down the line. I mean, sometimes he creates bad angles when, you know, when ball carriers and stuff like that on screens and maybe like short passing routes that I try to get a lot of yak or yards after catch, obviously. So we'll see. I mean, he, to me, he's a guy that come up in here as NFL comp is Greedy Williams. He could, To me, he could be a pretty good player. I mean, 4.65, 40-yard uh, dash isn't a bad time here for him. He's not going to play in the slot. He's going to play her outside, but he can give you depth. And you probably would be comfortable with him starting in a pinch for like a game or two if one if one of your Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore got hurt. Now, if one of those guys got hurt long-term, you'd hope you would be able to acquire someone. But I do think for two to three games, you know, in, in the interim, he could do a good job. And maybe he comes out and shows out. But to me, this is a player, you're hoping that one of him and Kyle Murphy hit. And then hopefully you get three draft picks that hit out of the six, or out of the five, excuse me, and then you got something here. So... That is going to wrap up our mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed it. So what the Saints ended up with, they ended up with in the first round, Patrick Queen. In the third round, they ended up with Harrison Bryant. In the fifth round, in the fourth round, excuse me, they ended up with Jake Fromm. Fifth round, Kyle Murphy. Sixth round, Stanford Samuels. I like this draft. If the Saints ended up getting this draft, I'd be very happy. Now you don't get a wide receiver, but you get a pass catching tight end that could also block. And to me, he's a player that, definitely will help you this year but also in the future you're, you're hope you're grooming him to be the next tight end you're grooming him kind of like with the Saints in 2010 with Jimmy Graham I mean they picked Jimmy Graham in the third round they groomed him to be the next big tight end for them as Jeremy Shockey was in his final year they did that in 2010 I believe he had like I mean he had a few touchdowns I mean he had a pretty pretty good rookie year but not like amazing and then he came out in 2011 just had this huge year so I kind of expect I mean the Saints if they were to pick a tight end kind of do the same thing where you have where you have an old older tight end with Jared Cook, and you kind of want to, maybe you re-sign Jared Cook again, but, you know, if you have a chance to pick a guy like Bryant, again, he could be, he could be a guy that steps up and, uh, does a really good job for the Saints, and, again, that would be really big, and that's kind of what I'm hoping from this draft, I mean, fourth round, if you get Jake from, and if he hits in a fourth round, you look like, you look like a genius, if he doesn't hit, it's like, okay, you know, no one really remembers it, so to me, that's not a big deal for a fourth round, and it's a, I mean, it's a low risk, high reward, in my opinion, and, and to me, I will take that even if the reward isn't as high as the risk or isn't as high, like the reward happening isn't as high as maybe him falling. But even if he, even if there's a 30% chance he becomes a Saints starting QB in the fourth round and like being a good starting QB, solid QB for five years, six years, or obviously a franchise QB, you're going to take that chance in the fourth round for sure. And I, I, I do think that the Saints, that would be a really good pick. Murphy's more of your o-lineman interior o-lineman project the Saints have been picking up over these last few years I'd expect that to continue if he's on the board and you know with your fifth round pick he could be a guy that really helps you in the depth and stuff like that and he's gonna battle with the other guys there and to me he's gonna offer you really good training camp battles but also he's gonna play to me and he's gonna be a player that comes in here and gives good depth on the 53-man roster and then your sixth guy is Stanford Samuels gonna be your press corner to me it's kind of your third or fourth corners um on the outside he's gonna come in here also be able to play special teams. I think he could be a good player that the Saints really, I mean, that the Saints could use. So I do think that's something the Saints could pick up. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like all these mock drafts and like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion and haven't followed our various social media accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who Dis, on Instagram at Who Dat Discussion, and then also you can follow me personally on Twitter. At Andrew Galata. And then also, you could find these podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. So that means iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Music, all that fun stuff. We are on there. We're hoping to get one more episode in before the draft. And and that's maybe not going to be a mock draft. Maybe it will be a mock draft. But I mean, maybe it's just going to be like last thoughts about this draft. Maybe we'll do like a mini mock draft plus last thoughts. And uh, I, I do think that this should be a good draft for the Saints. A lot of leverage at different positions. It looks like 24, they'll be able to get one of these linebackers. So it kind of looks like they're positioned well for that, which is very good. And look, if it doesn't go that way, maybe the Saints will move up in the first round to get a player they like. And again, I see them moving up in that second round. That's just my opinion. We'll see what happens though. And uh, it should be a lot of fun. So we should have one more episode, as I said before the draft. But until then, I wanted to say thank you, run it back, and who